Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is February 18th, 2020. Springing to life nearly a mile above sea level, the Zambezi River gathers strength, speed, and tributaries for more than 200 miles before hurtling over the Chavuma Falls in western Zambia. But then the land smooths out and the river slows down and spreads out. As it widens and shallows, islands appear, dividing the great river into two parts, and then three, and then more. It would be easier for a traveller on a boat to wonder if these rivers would ever join up again. But then the land once again steepens, amidst the low thunder of distant rapids, and the waters quickly pull together. This long and lazy economic expansion has similarly allowed financial markets to spread out. Interest rates have headed south, even as stock prices have moved north. A gap has opened up between growth stocks and value stocks. US equities have forged ahead, even as international stocks have languished behind. Most significantly, buoyant financial markets' returns have become increasingly disconnected from sluggish economic fundamentals. In time, however, rougher waters should reunite these streams. For long-term investors, it will be important to recognize what has become expensive and what has remained cheap in these many years of expansion in bull markets. It will also be important to be prepared for whatever rapids or falls lie ahead. In early 2020, plain vanilla U.S. investing has continued to provide handsome returns. The S&P 500 has logged a total return of 4.9% year-to-date, while 10-year Treasury yields have fallen by 33 basis points, contributing to a healthy 1.7% year-to-date return on the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index. Within the stock market, growth is beating value and large caps are beating small, just as was the case in 2019. In addition, the dollar is up roughly 2.9% year-to-date, offsetting small local currency gains in overseas stocks and bonds. Commodities have also lagged as slower global economic growth has once again undermined oil prices. For the seventh year in the last eight, there's been no place like home for U.S. investors. However, it must be recognized that these strong gains have left domestic valuations stretched. The forward P.E. rate in the S&P 500 on Friday was roughly 1894 compared to a 25-year average of 16.3 times. One way to look at this is to recognize that if in five years' time the S&P 500 were back at average valuations, then stock prices would, in the interim, have had to lag the growth in expected earnings by approximately 3% per year. Among S&P 500 sectors, technology, consumer discretionary, consumer staples, utilities and REITs now all sport forward PEs above 20 times. Small-cap value stocks still have a moderate average P.E. of about 15 times, while the average P.E. ratio on large-cap growth stocks is almost 25 times, roughly 30% above their 20-year average. Nor are rich valuations confined to the stock market. In the bond market, nominal treasury yields at all maturities are below the 2.3% year-over-year gain seen in core CPI in January, while buyers of 10-year tips are locking in a real yield of minus 7 basis points if held to maturity. Relatively flat yield curves mean that investors are not being well rewarded for duration risk, while spreads on high yield bonds and tax equivalent spreads on municipal debt show little return for taking extra credit risk. Meanwhile, in early 2020, economic momentum has largely been moving in the opposite direction to portfolio returns. Last Friday's industrial production report showed a second consecutive monthly decline, reflecting diminished utility output in a relatively mild winter, but also a sharp drop in aerospace activity due to the problems of the 737 MAX. 
Retail sales and inventory data both suggested some dour potential revision to fourth quarter growth and diminished momentum entering the first. Moreover, while unemployment claims remained very low, a sharp 355,000 drop in job openings in December speaks to some employer caution about the economic outlook. In the week ahead, flash PMI readings from Japan and the Eurozone could well decline, reflecting the dampening effect of the coronavirus. This follows a big GDP decline in Japan in the fourth quarter and a very meager increase in Eurozone output over the same period. China has, of course, experienced a much sharper impact from the virus, as can be seen, for example, in sharp declines in auto sales and electricity production. The world is still waiting for signs that the epidemic has been contained. U.S. data this week includes early readings of manufacturing in February from the Empire State and Philly Fed service, as well as a flash PMI from Marquette. And all of these readings should look subdued. January housing starts due out on Wednesday should see a sharp retreat from improbable gains in December, and existing home sales will likely move sideways. In all, our tracking model is now projecting less than 1% annualised real GDP growth for the first quarter, cutting year-over-year gains to below 2%. That being said, there are still no signs of imminent recession, as investors warily await a catalyst either to cause a rotation as a class performance or to trigger a long-anticipated correction in bullish markets. One factor that could provide such a change is politics. This Saturday we'll see the Nevada caucuses followed by the South Carolina primary in one week's time and Super Tuesday in two weeks. Due to a still crowded field and the use of proportional representation in the primaries, it had looked like the Democratic race was headed for a brokered convention in July, with the odds still favouring the nomination of a more moderate candidate. This may well still occur. However, primary rules stipulate that delegates be awarded in proportion to candidate votes This only kicks in after a candidate exceeds a 15% threshold. The fact that, with Michael Bloomberg included, there are now six strong candidates for the nomination may prevent many moderate candidates from reaching that 15% threshold in many states on Super Tuesday. This could allow Bernie Sanders to run up a very substantial delegate lead, increasing the odds that voters will be choosing between Mr. Sanders and Mr. Trump in November. If such a race is seen as increasing uncertainty about economic policy, it could shake up financial markets. For investors navigating the still placid financial waters of early 2020, it's easy to get lulled into complacency. However, unlike a well-mapped river, we do not know what issues may lie around the bend for financial markets. We do know that at some future and very uncertain date, the economy and financial markets will once again experience recession and correction. The most overvalued financial sectors today should be the most vulnerable then highlighting the importance of being well diversified and looking carefully at valuations when investing today. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your JP Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production.
They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.